Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. Well, we're going to start a new series this morning entitled The Battle of the Wills. A Battle of the Wills. You see, there is this understanding I hope that you are aware of that you have a will. Some of you would call it a strong will. And so we're going to look at this concept and this idea because it's at the heart of who we are and how we live for God. Here's what Jesus says. He says in John chapter 6, verse 38, I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. Let me just transfer that into modern day language for you and I, what we would say. I am on this planet not to do my will, but to do God's will. That's why I'm here. And so that's what he's saying. But you have to understand that when we say that and understand that, there's a great struggle that's going on. A great battle, if you will. In fact, we want to call it spiritual warfare. You want to call it some sort of battle. You and I are in this struggle of our will. What are we going to do with it? How are we going to apply it? How are we going to use it? So I want to clarify some of that this morning to make sure we all understand our wills. Now let's take for a moment, and let's just say that um, Jesus says, look, why don't you come with me in my house? Why don't you sit down at the table? Let me sit across from you, and let me just explain something to you. Let me just make sure you get this and understand it. Well, that's what he did with the children of Israel. So let's listen in on that conversation because the same conversation could be had today as well. So in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11, God's talking to them and through Moses. This is the command I'm giving you today. It's not too difficult for you, and it's not beyond your reach. So whatever God's going to ask of you all throughout your entire lifetime, it's not too hard for you. Oh, I can't do this. Yes, you can. Because what I've found most of the time is people, when they say, I can't do this, really mean I don't want to. You can, I just don't want to. So there's a big difference between the two. So he starts off by saying, look, what I'm going to ask of you and what I want to tell you, it's not too difficult for you. You can do this. All right? Good news. It's not kept in heaven so distant that you have to say, we'll go up to heaven and bring it down so we can hear it and obey it. It's not something way up there that God has in a vault somewhere that you're trying to figure out, okay, what in the world is going on? What, what do you want? What are you doing? It's, it's beyond my reach. And he, he goes on, it's not kept beyond the sea so far away that you have to ask who will cross the sea to bring it to us so we can hear it and obey. It's not something way out there. It's not a way that you look and think, well, God's will, what He wants, and my will. Oh, man, it's just so far, so deep, so far away. I'll never get this, and I never understand it. No, the message is very close at hand. In fact, it's on your lips, and it's in your heart so that you can obey it. In here, you know. God's put it there, conscience, if you will. In here, it's clear. Listen to your words. It's an understanding. So God says, look, here we're going we're gonna to talk. Let me talk with you. I'm going to ask you to do some things. It's not that hard. You can do it. 
It's not something far away that you'll never understand or you can't attain or you can't get or it's clouded or it's a mystery or it's horrible. It's, it's right close to you. It's right there. It's in your heart. It's in you. You got it. Now listen. Today, I am giving you a choice between life and death, prosperity and disaster. Well, let me see here for a moment. I have this choice of life or death. Let me choose, let me think. I wonder what I want. Life. You get to choose. God says, look, I'm going to give you a choice. Here it is. Life or death, prosperity or disaster. Which one do you want? Your choice, your call. I command you this day to love the Lord your God, to keep His commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in His ways. And if you do this, you will live and multiply. The Lord will bless you and the land you are about to enter and occupy. In other words, if you'll do this, I'll take care of you. I'll provide for you. I'll get, meet your needs. I'll protect you. I'll give you what is necessary for you to enjoy and endure in the land that's there. Here it is. If you'll do this, I'll cover you. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you're drawn away to serve and worship other gods, if you're determined and decide you want to do something else than what I'm asking you to do, I warn you that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live in a long, good life in the land you are crossing into the Jordan to occupy. In other words, if you go another direction, I'm just telling you up front, you got the choice, it's your will, but if you choose life, I'll take care of you, I'll sustain you, I'll help you. If you don't, you will have to deal with the consequences of that. Today, I've given you a choice, a choice between life and death, blessing, curse, your choice. God will not force you. He doesn't make you. You get to choose. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life. Here's what I want you to choose. Here's what I'd like for you to do so that you can have the life you want to live, you, your family. You can make this choice by loving, obeying, committing yourself firmly to the Lord. That's, here's how you make the choice. God. Your first place. I love you with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, with all my being. Obeying Him, doing what is right in His sight. Well, I don't know. He said, hold it. You know. It's there. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you'll live a long life in the land that He's going to give you and he, that He gave to you and to your ancestors and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In other words, here's the choice. There, there's a struggle. There is a battle. It's going on and on. And you get to make a choice. You get to choose whether you're going to do things God's way or your way. You get to choose whether you're going to do it God's way or Satan's way. The choice is always yours mine.
free will. I get to choose. And so, there is this struggle that God clearly points out to them and clearly points out to us, doesn't He? This is the way it works. You do it this way, I'll take care of you, I'll provide for you, I'll give to you what you need, I'll help you, I'll sustain you, I'll protect you, I'll provide for you, I'll do everything you need. You do it this way, then you have the choice that you've made, here are the results of that choice, and if you make that choice, your life will not go as you want it to go, even though you think it's the road you want to go down. Clear as can be, right? (laughs) Wow, what a battle. Because you have a free will. The freedom of your will. You and I are free to make our own choices. I get to choose. God will not make that choice for you. He has given you that freedom. Joshua stands up one day before the children of Israel and he says, Fear the Lord. Serve Him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshiped when they lived beyond the Euphrates rivers in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. In other words, quit going after other things in life that you think are going to satisfy you and give to you what you want. Quit depending on what the world says is right and what you think is right. Instead, serve God. Only Him. Go His way. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. A choice. I get to choose every day. I get to choose. God gives me the freedom to do that. Now, please understand something. This sets us apart from everything else in creation. Only human beings have freedom of choice. We get to choose how we will act and how we will operate. Our choice. We have a free will. We can do as we choose. And you always have a choice. We live by spiritual willpower. My choice. We don't live by intellect. Now, Intellect and knowledge will help, but I don't live by just knowing everything. Because you see, we're going down that road. If we'll just educate people, they'll make the right choices. How's that been working for us? Not well, has it? Because we have a free will. I can give you all the information you need. That doesn't mean you'll make a right choice because you have a will. We don't live by emotion. Our emotions will influence us, but I still have a will of how I'm going to determine those emotions are going to play in my life. We don't live by the flesh. See, the flesh wants to be satisfied, doesn't it? It wants to have His way. But we don't live by the flesh. We live by the Spirit. And so there's understanding all through this, and every choice in your life is made by your free will. You are where you are today by your will. Well, so-and-so hurt me, and this happened to me, and this took place, and they treated me wrong, and this has happened. Okay, 
granted, but you alone choose how you're going to act on it. You can blame other people all you want, but other people are not to blame for your life. Because one day, every person will stand before God, and they won't get to blame somebody else for their actions and attitudes. Why? Because they had a free will. They get to make their own choices. You get to choose how you're going to respond to the circumstances of life. Your choice. Well, I couldn't help myself. Yes, you could. Well, I can't. Yes, you can. We've already read that, haven't we? God said, it's not too hard for you. You can do this. Bottom line, I don't want to. Or, I want my way. I think I know what's best. And so most of our relationships problems, most of our problems in life are very simple. Why do we have them? Because we want our own way. We're selfish. We think we know best. We have the flesh that pulls us into certain directions. And so there is this freedom that you and I have, a freedom of choice, but we fail to recognize that that choice then comes into play with the consequences of our life. And you can't blame, well you can, you can't blame someone else for your problems. You are where you are right now because of choices that you've made. You will be where you are tomorrow because of choices that you've made. And so you have that freedom. But there is a great force in that will that when I make that choice, then my choices have consequences, don't they? Joshua once again talks to the children of Israel. He says, if you abandon the Lord and you serve other gods, he'll turn against you and destroy you. Well, God's going to turn against me. Why? Because you made a choice, right? Even though he has been so good to you. Isn't that amazing? God's been so good to us and yet we still choose to go other directions. The people answered Joshua, no, we'll serve the Lord. You're a witness to your own decision, Joshua said. You've chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, they replied, we are witnesses to what we have said. <laughs> How many times did the children of Israel say, yes, we're going to serve God and then not follow through with it? You can have good intentions, but good intentions don't help you until you act on them. And so you have to say, this is what I'm going to do, and then you do it. And they said, yeah, we're going to do this. Joshua's, all right then, Joshua said, destroy the idols among you, turn your hearts to the Lord your God. In other words, get rid of all the ideas that you think are important and all the things you think you want to have and got to have and serve God and Him alone. Other people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God. We will obey Him alone. Did they do it? No. Did they suffer the consequences of it? Yes. You and I say, oh yeah, I'm going to serve God. Do we always do it? No. Do we suffer consequences when we don't? Yes. Is that God's fault? No. Well, pastor, you just don't understand how hard it is. Well, here's what I understand. Your will is so powerful that you're accountable 
for whatever you decide to do. And we can make our excuses. We can say, well, you just don't, you don't understand me. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know how hard this is. You don't know how unfair life has been. I maybe don't. But you make the choice of what your life is going to be. It's your call. And where were we all today because of our choices, our will. And I have no one to blame because I have the freedom to choose. And my will sets the course for my life. There we are. But there's a battle going on, isn't there? There's a battle going on in the spiritual realm. There also is a battle going on inside of us. And so there is a fight for this will. There's a fight going on. And here's the fight. God wants you to do what is right and to do the things that will help you be the person he created you to be. Satan wants you to follow him and do what he wants. God wants you to live for him and obey him and to love him. Your flesh wants to have its own way and do its own thing and thinks it knows what's best and what's right. This is obvious to us and it's illustrated for us with the story of Cain and Abel. In Genesis chapter 4, when it came time for the harvest, Cain presented some of the crops as a gift to the Lord. Notice, just some of the crops. Not the first, not the best, just some. And Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. And the Lord accepted Abel and his gift. Why? He bought the best. God doesn't want leftovers. God wants the best. He did not accept Cain and his gift. Cain, you know better. But Cain got ticked off. And he looks angry and dejected. And so God comes to Cain. Why are you so angry, God says? Why do you look so dejected? Why are you acting like this, Cain? Why, Why is it that you have this mood going on? You ever notice people don't get what they want? They have this mood, this attitude. Cain, let's be honest, Cain. Here's what's going on. You'll be accepted if you do what's right. Cain, if you do the right thing, everything's good. But if you refuse to do what is right, and Cain, you know what's right. He did, didn't he? It was clear to him. It was obvious. Cain, you know what you're supposed to do. But if you refuse to do it, watch out. What does God say to him? Sin, Satan, is crouching at the door. He is eager to control you. But you must make a choice. You must subdue it and be its master. Not too hard for you, Cain. You can do this. Let me put it in perspective, Cain. You're doing what you want to do because you think you have a right to tell me what offering I should accept. You think you have a right to do what you want as you want 
to live as you want, to do whatever you want to do, and you do have that right. But Cain, listen to me. If you make this choice, there's some heavy consequences that are coming. You can do this, Cain. You can make the right decision. It's not too hard for you. Do you want to? Well, we know how the story ends, don't we? Cain refused to listen to God, killed his brother, and suffered the consequences. Because the essence of sin is seeking to be independent of God. I want my way. I want to be in charge. I think I know what's right. And in your life, you are always influenced by something or someone. God is there to influence you. Satan is there to influence you. Your flesh is there to influence you, to get you to make the right choices. Well, Satan made me do it. No, he did not make you do it. You chose to do it. And God tries to get you to give up your will and follow his. And Satan tries to get you to give up your will and follows his. And so we have this choice to make. Now the problem is we get hung up when it comes to God's will in the minutiae of things. We get hung up in, well, does God want me to do this or to go here or to do that? What does God want me to do? Here's what God wants you to do. God wants you to love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your being. And if you will do that, you can make most of the decisions in life pretty easily. The issue isn't what's here. The issue is what's going on in here. And so let's look at here what Satan's wanting to do because you and I get the choice and what my choices determine my life. There's Satan who's involved in this and what he wants to do, he wants to make you ignorant of God's will. He wants you to think God's will is so hard and so different that you can't find it. That it's way beyond reach, and it's something mysterious and difficult and hard to discern. He tries to deceive you, and God has already said, it's not up there, it's not so far away, it's already right here. And so he lies to you, trying to make you ignorant of what God wants. What God wants is not hard. He simply wants you to live on this earth, not doing your will, but doing His. Satan also tries to make you impatient with God's will. Am I the only one, or does it seem like God just takes forever to do some stuff? And it just seems like, God, would you just move a little faster? I, I want to do what you want me to do, God, but now! And the flesh just screams, doesn't it? Because we're pretty impatient people, aren't we? If anything, the last several months have taught us is we do not have much patience. And so he tries to make you impatient, because if he can make you impatient, you'll make bad choices, won't you? You'll make a choice to get what you need to get. Satan tries to make you independent of God's will. Well, nobody's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Well, I can do whatever I want. 
you're absolutely right, you can. Well, I think I know what's best. Okay, let's see how that plays out. Well, I can do whatever, yeah, go ahead. And he just tries to get you to live for the moment, to do what you want to do, and to get you independent of what God wants. I don't want anybody, and here's how we say it today, let let me, modern terms. I have my rights, you know. When will we learn that when you became a Christian, you volunteered to give up your rights? I came to do God's will, not mine. He tries to bring you indicted by God's will. He'll make you feel guilty. I can never do this. It'll never work out. It's never right. I'm no good. You know, look what's been done to me. Oh, I'm just horrible. And he just tries to beat you down. But on the other hand, here is God, and he's at work. And God wants you to submit to his will. Notice what he says all throughout Scripture, Old Testament and New. Here's what he says, choose life. I've done everything I can to show you, to help you, to lead you, to direct you. Choose me. And it's like God sometimes on the sidelines when, you know, teams are making choices. Choose me. Choose me. Choose me. Will you submit to me? I'm not going to force you to do what I want you to do. But will you submit to me and let me guide you and lead you and be in charge of you. Will you listen to me? Boy. Thus Jesus stands up how often and says, for those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Here I am. Will you follow me? Will you submit to my ways and not yours? God wants us to be satisfied with His will. Well, but the problem is, if I do the will of God, I won't have any fun. Or God will call me to be some missionary somewhere in Africa or some place that's God-forsaken and wild animals and mosquitoes and problems, and I'll never have any joy in life. And God will just put me in a place that I'll be miserable. And if I do His will, I won't get to enjoy life. Look what everybody else is doing. Look how much fun they're having. And I just, you know, I, I want to I live a little. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how many people say they want to live a little? And then they end up having a lot of problems. And he says, look, my ways are good, and if you choose me, you will be satisfied with life. You'll be satisfied. Will you come? I want you to have joy all the time. I'll help you. Be satisfied with what I'm going to offer to you. It's the best offer you will ever have in life. God wants you to be stable in His will. He will place limits around you, boundaries. Live within these parameters and life will go well for you. You see, as a Christian, my life should not be lived high one moment and low the next. There's a stability in life so that no matter what comes my way, it doesn't rock my life because God is in control.
and God will help me and I don't have to be afraid. And so God says, I'll give you stability. I'll let you not be up and down. I'll always be there for you. God wants you to be secure in His will. He says, I want you to know I'll always love you. I'll always take care of you. You can depend on me. My ways are right and my ways are just. Trust me. So there's a great struggle for your will today. God does everything He can to say, choose me. Choose life. Choose what I'm offering to you. I've done everything I can. Will will you make this choice? And Satan does everything he can. You don't need to listen to him. Do what you want. Live by your whims. Live by your flesh. Live by your emotions. Live by what you think is right. You do your thing. It's fine. And that battle is where the spiritual life is fought. So, do you go your own way, which is really Satan's, or do you follow God? And salvation is simply a matter of choosing God's will. If you're here today and listening to me and you don't know God and you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, what's God's will for my life? Well, number one, God doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants everybody to have everlasting life. That's God's will. God wants everyone to be saved. Well, then why isn't everyone saved? Because everyone has a will, and they choose. And God wants you to choose Him. And if you're a Christian here today, God says, will you listen to that voice called the Holy Spirit within you who wants to guide you and direct you and counsel you and lead you and help you to do what is right? Or will you just listen to your flesh and to your ways and do what you think is best? And we get into problems when we choose wrongly, don't we? Can't blame anybody but self. But the problem is every day you and I fight a battle, don't we? God, would you help me to live for you and not for me? My will, Lord, is to do the will of the one who's placed me here. Lord, I just don't want good intentions. I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I want to love you with all my heart and all my soul and all my being. Help me. And for some of you today, you're Christian, but you know there's some things in your life that God's not pleased with. Well, I just can't fix it. I just can't change it. Yes, you can. It's not too hard for you. Well, I really want to experience this, and I really think this is okay. You know, we're very good at saying, well, I'm confused, and we think, oh, that's God's will, and really it's just ours. It's in your heart. So will you choose life every moment of every day so that you can be the beneficiary of the life God wants you to have. It's a battle. Great news though. You can do it. 
It's a battle you can win. Okay, I must be the only one. I, I, you can, and it's great. Let's pray. Lord, today, thank you for making it very clear how our life is to be lived in the core of the battle that we face. We'd like to say it's something else, but in reality, all it simply is is me being willing to do your will and not my own. Lord, I pray for those that might be listening today that haven't given their life to you, that they would be willing to choose life, to choose you over everyone else and everything else. You've loved us so much that you've provided the payment for the penalty of our sins. Would you help someone to choose to receive that? For the Christians here today, Lord, those that are saying, God, I want to choose you. And some are like the children of Israel. Yeah, I'll do this. But then when it comes down, we find ourselves going off course because we're serving self rather than God. Would you help us to stay on track? Would you help us daily to choose to follow you? and to love you with all that we are and all that we have and make that the basis of our choices in life. Thank you for the life you offer to us today. In thy name we pray. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.